The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It's time for Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here. It's Thursday, October the 5th. A couple days away from the Cowboys going to San Francisco for that game against the 49ers, the one we've all been talking about. You guys have been talking about it forever since it came out. Darren Woodson was on the show yesterday, and he said he, he admitted as a, from a player standpoint, they circle games like this even when the when the schedule comes out. I mean, they, they know they're human. They know what, what kind of game this is and, and, and what it means, and they know you know the, the reason why they haven't gone further in the playoffs the last two years. It's because of the 49ers. Have things changed? We'll find out. Because the 49ers don't look any worse. They look actually better. They, they look even more dominant um, than, than they have in the past. And, and the Cowboys will see how they, how they match up. It's going to be a good one. I mean, the last two games in the playoffs have been tough uh, for, for both teams. Cowboys had a, a slow start in the first game. But, you know, they, they've, they've, they've battled. I mean, this is a, this is a good matchup um, between these two teams and, and you know, as we all know, the 49ers have had their number. So we're going to find out if it, if things change. Uh, we'll see what you guys think. You guys know the drill, 888-855-2297. That is the phone line. And we've got callers right now, so we're not going to waste any more time. Let's get after it. Darian in Houston is the first up on the show today. Darian, what's up? Man, what's going on, Nick? How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. It's uh, rainy day down here in Houston. we don't talk weather um, we don't talk weather on the storyline i'm just kidding i'm kidding not really but uh, uh okay we got other podcasts that talk about weather but uh but that's okay that's okay it's sunny it's gonna be sunny all week right it's gonna be sunny all week especially monday morning well, I, it's gonna be a beautiful monday morning right <laughs> yeah man what i what i was getting to actually was that sunday's weather here in houston is gonna be great um and so hopefully that, that means that we're going to have a great game. Uh, I was going to say it was really cool to see uh, Darren Woodson yeah. on the show yesterday um, because it was actually funny to watch the show and hear, like, the one week that people can, like, call in and just, like, I don't know, soak up some knowledge, throw out some trivia stuff. People right. were calling in, giving film breakdowns. And <laughs> it was just They were serious, man. I, I, yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah, I was kind of like, don't you want to ask a question, Darren? And, you know, they're like, 49ers is the way they run the ball, the traps and the screens. <laughs> I mean, it, but I, I get it. This is this is, this is is y'all's, you know, week. Though. This is the one that everyone's been waiting for. So I love the focus. Actually, it was funny. Oh, he loved it, yeah. too. He loved it, too. For sure, for sure. This, this game has been circled on the calendar for months. I got a couple wagers with some people that I know that are Niners fans, and I don't know why I I agreed to it. Um, Because you're because you're a Cowboy fan and you're a sucker, just like I was a sucker for the Cowboys for Arkansas LSU. Even though that game's not, you know, this is not the the same type of uh, difference. But when it's your team, it's your team, you know, and that's that's what it is. I mean, you don't want to take points, you don't do all that. You're like, no, that's my team. We're gonna win, and that's I, I understand. And that that's the hill that that I that I die on every season. Look, I'm a I'm gonna kind of get into it right now. Brock Purdy is playing some good football. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm looking at his stats right now. I'm looking at the last couple of games. 
and I'm I'm typically not one that reads too much into like, oh, they won the last eight games of the last season and they've won the first few games of this year. And so they're 15 and 0 across this stretch. I think that's like doing a little bit too much, but I just think that like we wanted and we're hoping Purdy would regress, but it doesn't look like he has. No. Um, I did see a stat that said that he's pressured on like 30% of dropbacks and we have the highest dropback rate. And also from my time watching football, normally when you have a strength versus a weakness, um, it doesn't necessarily end up playing that well, but I think the pass rush needs to get there. Um, and then McCaffrey scored 15 touchdowns the last 15 games he's played and he scored a touchdown. So they need to slow him down. Yeah. I think this this team can move the ball, though, in the air against this team. I think kind of a bold prediction for this Sunday, um, if they play their cards right, I think Brandon Cooks is going to have two touchdowns, um, and they're going to really get him involved over the top. Um, I I saw a completion chart on Dak that he was just throwing to the outside of the numbers and taking his check downs last week, taking what the defense gave him. This week he's going to have to push the ball. um, And then once we get in the red zone, I need to see the RPO come back and uh, see some vintage Dak. Um, so that's my key to win right. on offense. And then key to win on defense is just getting Purdy. Take him down. Do something. All right. I'll listen to that. All right. Thanks, Darian. Thanks for the call. Uh, Brock Purdy, he's uh, he's he's special. I mean, there's I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. He hasn't lost. He hasn't lost a game. I mean, he, he I mean, the championship game he got hurt and uh the against the Eagles and who knows what how that game was going to unfold. But um, you know he hasn't lost in the regular season. He's nine and zero, and so and I I do think it's a you know the guys surrounding him have helped him. But you know it's not like he's he's a rookie that's going into a team that that you know needs some help. I mean he's he's really good, but but um, you know he's he's a reason for it as well. I mean he is a a really really good quarterback. They've had other quarterbacks in that system in Shanahan's system, and it didn't always work out. I mean obviously one of them's here, you know, and and, and Trey Lance. But uh, he's doing something right. He's not just just driving a bus. I mean he's doing it uh, really really well. All right, um, good call, good stuff there. Jameson Midland is our next call. We'll go to James. What's up, James? Hey, Nick, how's it going today? Good. How are you doing? Oh, doing well, doing well. Just sitting here thinking of memories of Cowboys and 49ers games, and I remember crying myself to sleep that (laughs) night as a kid when Dwight Clark uh, caught that touchdown over one of my favorite players. There were some walls. I was sick that night. But then as I became an adult, I remember all the good times that we had uh, against the Niners and – my best friend is a Niners fan, so we'll be here in uh, West Texas enjoying the game Sunday night. Not uh, both, of, some... both of y'all won't. One of y'all will be enjoying the game. One of you will not be. But Well, he go- he goes to bed so early, I'll probably have to leave at halftime anyway. But, mm. <laughs> you know, um, one thing, uh, you know, as I was sitting there, one question I wanted to ask, uh, what are some of your fondest memories? of the uh, Cowboys-Niners rivalry. And also I wanted to say, you know, with the way that turf is out there in Santa Clara, I hope the guys make sure they have on the right cleats so there won't be a lot of slipping and sliding and all that stuff. 
Good, good question. A good, uh, you know, that's a good observation too. And then that that is something that that they have to to figure out. I think that you know the weather. It's usually it's usually worse later in the season. Um, I, I think that they they've got a good you know good field, good situation. You don't really see that happening a lot early in the year. But you know that's why they go out two to three hours before the game, get a good feel for it, and uh, and they'll do that in, in this game. As far as far as memories go with the 49ers, I mean, it's it's the best and the worst. I mean, it's what it is. I mean, I remember as a fan, you know, like in, in high school and college, you know, when uh, my favorite game of all time is the 1992 NFC Championship game, 30-20 to 20 over the 49ers. It's my favorite game. It's my favorite play is Alvin Harper going 70 yards, 72 yards on that slant. Uh, I, I just loved that game. I mean, that was the one that got them over the hump. That was the one that was like, you know, as a Cowboy fan, like we're we're back, we're we're, we're real again. And uh, and then in the '94 championship game, just two years later, um, you know, losing that game and, and being down 21 to nothing, and just the way they fought back, and it was just kind of an epic game of you know ebbs and flows and all that, and and you know, they had a chance to to win it when it all went three straight. You know, they would have been one of the greatest dynasties of all time uh, if they win that game. Uh, and I think that they, they could have. It was just kind of a weird start. But, I mean, that loss was one of the worst ones. And just a couple of years later, it was one of the best ones. So when I think of my favorite games, best and worst, I think of 49er games. And both of them have been out there in San Francisco. All right, we'll go to a text question here uh, from a f- uh, 525 number. Do you think the best way to avoid Nick Bosa's running at him? The same way offenses run at Micah. Well, that's just a way to slow down their their pass rush. That's that's any pass rush. Slowing down their pass rush is by not passing and running the ball. If you have success doing it, that's fine. Great pass rushers typically aren't the greatest in run stop. You know, run stoppers. That's just they're not built that way. I'm not saying he can't do it. Micah can stop the run when he needs to. D Law is one of the the better ones as far as doing a little bit of both. But yeah, slowing slowing down them is is to run the ball. I mean, running the ball will help in a lot of ways. It not just slows down their pass rush, but if they can run successfully, obviously keeps you out of third and long situations. So that that is one one way. I mean, Bosa's is great. Um, you know, but they've got they've got guys on the inside. You know, Hargraves. I mean, they they got guys all across the board. I think Fred Warner is one of the, the the greatest you know players in the league right now, and he he's a guy that really controls everything that they do in the middle. All right, uh, Lucky Wilson in Indianapolis is our next caller. Lucky, what's going on? How you doing, Nick? Good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Okay, so my question is, uh, how much do you think the officiating is going to come into play? Um, and, and do you know who's going to be officiating this game? And uh, what are their tendencies as far as passing uh, uh, parents' calls? All right, Lucky, we're gonna we're gonna end the call there. Thanks for the call. I got officiating. That's what I heard. I don't know if you're working. Uh, he he sounds like he's he's working at, and he's calling, which is which is awesome. But I really didn't hear a lot of. I heard officiating. Who's uh, who's who are the officials? Uh, I really don't. I don't. I don't know that. And I know that that's a big deal. I can I can promise you this. If you called back and it's not as not as loud as it was, get to a quieter spot. Call back and talk to to Brian Broaddus on the break here in about an hour, 
He knows who the officials are. I promise you that. He, he does, and, and he studies it, and he knows what kind of calls they have. And Mike McCarthy knows it as well. I really don't. I don't, I don't have a grasp of that. Um, how the officials, you know, how, how it's going to be called, I, you know, I think – I don't know if it matters as much. I mean, officials obviously matter, but – you're talking about two teams that have really aggressive defenses that like to get after the quarterback. So, you know, if they're calling holding a lot, I think they're going to call it for both both ways. Um, if they let them play on defense, that probably favors the 49ers maybe a little bit more because uh, I do think the Cowboys have a strength at, at wide receiver. But, I mean, for the most part, you know, whatever they call, just hope they call it the same way. That that's it. That's that's all you know that, that I that I would say. I mean, go back to that Arizona game. They called thirteen flags on the Cowboys. They were calling it tight. They called pass interference. They called offensive pass interference. And then at the end of the game, they, they they make a call and then they pick it up. You know, so that's my only issue is that if you're going to call it one way, just call it the, the, that way the whole game, and then therefore I don't think it affects the teams that much. Um, all right, next caller is Bob in Rio Grande Valley. Bob, what's up? Morning, Nick. How you doing? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I've uh, like everybody else, I'm on, kind of on pins and needles about this game that's coming <laughs> up. But, you know, it. Uh, I think that the, the key to success for the Cowboys is time of possession. It, uh, it, we're not going to shut down Christian McCaffrey, but if we can hold him to under 100 yards and – Put the the ball in, in and get ahead of them, and put the ball in in Purdy's hands. That uh, I think our defense can come through. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be three points one way or the other. But it's going to be a barn burner. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's where they have been. That's what these games have been. I think they're they're equal. Um, good call, Bob. Thank you. And time of possession. You know, um, usually it does affect. You know, it, it matters. Um, I have to go back and look. I think the Cowboys own the time of possession against Arizona, you know, pretty well, but he didn't win the game. So sometimes if, if teams are scoring quickly or have, you know, interceptions for touchdowns or, you know, turnovers and things like that, short fields, then that can kind of skew the time of possession. But, you know, last year McCaffrey had, I think it was like 40 yards rushing, something like that, you know, and, and, and he didn't, you know, they, the Cowboys did a nice job against the, the run. You know, that, that was one of those games where, they didn't score when they were down there. The, the Cowboys, they had some some opportunities. They turned the ball over. They gave the 49ers a short field on a turnover. So, you know, I thought last year the Cowboys were were better. I really do. I, really, I think they, they were a better team. I know, watching that game and how the flow of it went, I thought the Cowboys were the better team. Um, very close. But I, I thought it was a very winnable game. I thought the way the defense was playing, but the Cowboys gave them some gifts. They did. And then they didn't take advantage of the gifts that they got. I say this all the time. It was around Christmas time. I say it all the time. If you if somebody gives you a present, open the damn thing. Open it. Okay, don't give it back. Don't re-gift it. Don't let it sit under the tree. Open the damn gift. They gave it to you. Take it. That's what happened. They got a fumble on the ten yard line and ended up kicking a field goal. You know, I mean the the Forty ers scored when when they when they got an interception down there as well. When when when, they, when teams give you gifts, you better take advantage of it. And that's the thing. The Cowboys were able to get some turnovers um, and, and, and make some plays, but they couldn't kick. They couldn't make extra points. They didn't. T- they weren't taking advantage of the situation. So that this is why this game is tough for me to pick because 
I think the Cowboys were just as good, if not better, than the 49ers last year. Didn't win, didn't win the game. So are they do they have the intangibles enough to go and win it th- this time? Um that's what we're gonna find out. That's what we're gonna find out. All right. Um Chris, my my uh producer down here, he said Cowboys 35 minutes to 25 minutes for Arizona time of possession. So yeah, thank you for looking that up for me. Time of possession sometimes can can be skewed. For the most part, though, you definitely want to win it. You want to own the ball. You want to be in control of the game, but uh, you can't just give up quick touchdowns and short fields. All right, Alex in Arkansas is our next caller. Alex. Hey, Nick. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Man, I love the show. But I have to admit, I've been watching you and Derek for so long together. It is hard to watch the break and not see you on there. Uh, so I just wanted to let you. you know that they're doing a great job. They're doing a great job. Patrick's a great addition there. So they're 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 doing they're having a lot of fun there too. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. They they really are. Chris, I think I've been. Li- I mean, uh, Nick, I've been listening. I think you hit the nail on the head about the gifts, about time of position. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. But ironically, not because of Mike McCarthy, the head coach, they're going to win this game because of Mike McCarthy, the play caller. Okay. He's, he's consistent. He, he's, one, I think one of the things people are overlooking, Mike McCarthy is not auditioning for a head coaching job. He already has that. And so he's going to call the game accordingly to the situation of the game. And I, I told my wife, I said, Dak is going to be a different quarterback in this system under Mike McCarthy if he just listened to Mike McCarthy and followed the, follow the, the direction he's trying to lead him in. Because I've seen it for too many years, and it's playing out exactly that way. Dak is 13 out of 13, 16 out of 18. I think we win this game. Not because of Mike McCarthy, the head coach, and that he's a good head coach in my estimation. I think we win this game because of Mike McCarthy, the play caller. And I just want to say congratulations on the show. And always, go Cowboys. And anyway, Nick, I'm going back in time. Cowboys win this game 30 to 20. 20. You know what score that is. (laughs) 30 to 20. Awesome. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate that. That's the second reference of 30 to 20. Uh, Cowboys beating the Niners in the 92 championship game was actually in 93 but i call it the 92 championship game because that was the season um good stuff there uh, mike mccarthy the play caller is going to win this game um i don't know if every fan that's listening every caller that calls in everyone that texts i don't know if everyone feels the same way uh about that so um good good job there um with the call i think mccarthy though i think he's still figuring out the play calling still figuring out what what this team is i mean it's one thing to say this is what i like to call but you also have to understand what your players can do what they don't do what the strengths are and also you have to kind of play to the situation to the offensive line to to what they you know what they have with their personnel um and going up against the, uh, the you know the other the other personnel the uh, the defense so uh, he's still he's still figuring that out. You know, this is you know four games into it for him. I don't. Yeah, he called some in the preseason, but not really with this type type of personnel. So they're they're kind of learning on the fly. Um, you know, that's where I think the red zone struggles are are coming into play. We'll see if they uh, can pick it up here. All right, next caller is Josh in New Mexico. Josh, 
What's up? Hey, how's it going? What's up? What's up? How's, how's Cowboy Nation doing on this fine, fine Wednesday? Well, they're, they're on pins and needles, as, as according to Bob from a couple calls ago. They're nervous about it, but, um, you know. How are you? Are you are you feeling I'm doing good? Great. Feeling I'm, I'm ready for the weekend. Ready for to watch this game. I just had a question. Do you think it's more important to stop McCaffrey and make Brock Purdy play, or vice versa? Because that their receivers are pretty good, but I think we match up pretty well against them in our secondary. Yeah. So just want to know your thoughts I, on that. What's more important to stop for them? Yeah. I, I, thanks for the call. I think. Um, I think it just always gum, comes down to the running back. You know, the, if you if you stop McCaffrey, then that means you're you're probably putting them in third and long, which is one you know one play away from really getting off the field, and also plays into the hands of what you know the the Cowboys are liking to do. Uh, you know, because they they rush the passer well. I mean, this team, the 49ers, we said it yesterday. The 49ers are the first in the NFL in first down yardage. They're getting seven yards a pop on first down, so they're staying out of third and long. They're staying out of second and long, um, and that's that right there is. I mean, that you, you basically are just playing downhill if you can if you can have big plays on first down. So, and I'm sure it's not all passing either. I mean, I'm sure that they they run with success. They have screens, so you know, stopping McCaffrey, I think, is it's got to be the the first thing, and that, that's probably going to be the case in every game you're playing. With the running back versus the quarterback, um, you 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 would you would probably have to say that you ha- you have to slow him down, contain him, just like last year. They they contained him last year, um, and they were in position to win. And I think that's what you're you're hoping for here is get to the fourth quarter and you got get yourself in position to win the game. They they had that last year. They didn't win. They had it two years ago. They had to kind of fight back to get in it, but but they they kept themselves in the game. Of course, you know McCaffrey wasn't on the team then, um, but. But I think I think it is stopping stopping McCaffrey because he is kind of the guy that kind of get, makes it all work for them. All right, uh, one more text question before we go to break here. This is from Doug in Orlando. He says, "What are your thoughts on why Cooks is not very involved in helping us stretch the field? Why is Dak not using his legs more, and why is McCarthy not calling designed runs? Works well for other teams. You see it every week. Um, yeah, we don't see as many designed runs for Dak and." Um, I think he needs to get that back. I think it's an element that needs to happen in the red zone. You guys are saying it too. I've heard you guys say it on, here on the on the calls and also in the in the text message. That, you know, one way to fix the the red zone is to kind of open things up with him and just put that put that threat out there a little bit more. He's got some RPO situations that he's not taking the ball, tucking in and running. Um, that's on him at times. Sometimes it's on uh, McCarthy to call it. Um, I want to see some quarterback sneaks too. And why is that be fourth and one? That's the thing that, I, that bothers me. Why does it have to be fourth and one to, to go quarterback sneak? What about third and one? What about second and one? Just get the first down and make the play. Watching NFL uh, Network right now, they're, they're showing a, uh, uh, the, the pass to Jesse Hawley, uh, 49ers, Cowboys. In the, and there's a lot of Cowboys, 49ers rivalry there. And I've seen T.O. get knocked off the star here. I've seen, I've seen Jesse Hawley making plays, seen the catch, seen a lot, a lot of things happen. I haven't seen Alvin Harper's... Um, iconic slant over the middle uh in in the championship game but yeah everybody's getting excited about cowboys and 49ers let's take a break right here on cowboy storyline when we come back more calls more texts be right back 
Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop Ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back, back to Cowboys Storylines. I love the focus of the fans here. I mean, Cowboys and 49ers, it's the way it is supposed to be. Uh, this is what everyone has, has been talking about. And, and fortunately, the Cowboys did their part last week. Uh, had a huge uh, bump in the road there in Arizona. Came back, though, and showed showed us kind of the team that they can be. Uh, I thought Micah Parsons said it best, you know, basically admitting that their focus just wasn't wasn't where it needed to be against Arizona. But they play the way they want to be, practice the way they want to practice, um, and and get and get prepared and get after, you know, get after the, the opponent. That's that's what they did, and they 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 beat New England, which, you know, I don't think New England's going to be a, a bad team. I mean, I, I think that they're they're right there. They're going to be, you know, maybe. 500 ish. Uh, they're in a tough division though, too. You know, playing, you know, they got to play the Jets and then, of course, Buffalo and Miami. So they're in a tough division. But, but I just think the Cowboys just, just manhandled them and showed, showed everybody that they, you know, entering this game that, that, you know, they, they're definitely a, a formidable team and, and a team that, that can stand toe to toe with, with San Francisco. Again, as I keep saying, we're going to find out. We're going to find out what, what, what they can do. Um, I have a, a text a question here from uh, Victor in uh, Houston, uh, Rio Grande Valley area. He says, um, I know the defense is still super talented for the 49ers defense, but D'Amico Ryan's leaving to be Houston's head coach. Does that play at all, at, you know, a factor at all in this rematch? We'll see. I mean, their their defense still looks pretty good. Um, now, I know that, 
you know, Bosa's got one sack, so teams are kind of probably handling him a little bit different or, or giving him a lot more attention. But you know, they're they're not losing games at all. I mean, their offense is is, is dynamic, but their defense looks pretty pretty stingy as well. So we'll see if that if that's going to be a factor. It doesn't look like it has been so far. But again, you know, I think the Cowboys are, are the toughest team that San Francisco has faced so far, too. So, you know, this is a, not just a challenge for Dallas. I mean, this is a challenge for San Francisco as well. All right, Leon in Sarasota, Florida is our next caller. Leon. Hey, how you doing, Nick? Good. Long-time watcher of you, man, on your other show. Thank you. I finally got, finally got through to you. All right. Um, my question is, do you think that we are better prepared this year from last time we were faced the Niners um, when we lost Pollard in the middle of the game, are we better prepared at the running back position to keep that explosiveness going? I'll hang up and listen to you ask. Good question and a very timely question because the Cowboys are dealing with some injuries right now at, at, at running back with Rico Dowdle uh, banged up. I, you know, Rico has done a nice job. I, he really has. He's been uh, impressive. Um but he was, you know, he's the the, the backup to to Pollard. Uh, so if something happens to Pollard, knock on wood, in, in the game, um, I, you know, I think they're going to bring up Malik Davis. Is what I think is going to happen from the practice squad. If if uh, Rico doesn't play, um, he he did not practice uh, yesterday. But but they're not as concerned long term. Like like initially when he had the hip injury, they thought maybe this was going to be a serious thing. But he's had an MRI. Had some tests, X-rays. looks looks pretty good from a long term standpoint. Doesn't mean he's going to play in this game, but you know, I think overall, from a weapon standpoint, they are more explosive. They they are they are better. I think Gallup is at a better spot. Cooks is obviously better for for you know than whoever they had there. Um, and Tolbert is is a bit. I mean, he he's starting to to show that he's a little bit more of a weapon. Um, they don't have Dalton Schultz, but I think the tight ends are still they're they're still able to make some plays. Ferguson makes a little bit more plays down the field, so we'll see what it looks like at the backup running back spot. But you know, you never want to lose a player in the middle of a game. But I do think that they do have more weapons, um, and and I also want to throw at Turpin. I think Turpin is is a better offensive player. Uh, than he was last year, and he's another guy that I think th- there's still some plays to be to be had uh, with Turpin. All right, Allen in Clearwater, Florida. Allen is next. Hey, What's good up, morning, man? Nick. Good morning. Um, so, a couple of things about this rivalry. Also, uh, I'm right with you. The '92 '93 championship game, favorite game of all time. Yeah. I've watched it a dozen times. It's just amazing. But I grew up in the era where the Cowboys-Niners rivalry began, where I can't remember the details. There was like three years in a row where we met them in the playoffs. It was the John Brody, Gene Washington era from the Niners. Those were such amazing games. It was a great rivalry then, and the Cowboys had some of the best victories, especially coming. It was one game in Texas Stadium, or maybe even been in the Cotton Bowl. I don't remember. We came back from like two touchdowns. Amazing, amazing. And so growing up with that rivalry from then and then coming into the 90s, this is the most exciting, in my opinion, for Cowboy fans. It's the best rivalry, right? Now, this game coming up, we could have, as you were saying earlier, I think the key is I'm confident in this game for a couple of reasons. One, echoing the uh, sentiments of the caller about the uh, the play calling, it's going to come down to McCarthy's play calling. I think our talent is an equal match. And even in the last two years, 
The reason we lost those games, we played, our defense was good enough. We just didn't score enough points to beat them. If we, if McCarthy can get the ball in the end zone and we score 30, we're going to win this game. So I feel pretty confident about that. It's like I called earlier in the week. I think it comes down to the coaches and putting our players in position to make the plays. And that's where you're going to win or lose based on that. I feel pretty confident McCarthy will hopefully come out and he'll show what, you know, what he's all about. Final thing I just want to say, as you've been talking about all these old-time players, back in the day, those early days, the running back tandem of Walt Garrison and Calvin Hill. And running back is like my favorite position in all of football. And when the Cowboys had those two guys, it was, it was a really fun pairing to watch. We've had other pairs before, and those two guys in their different styles, it was a great era for running back football, and I just have really great memories of those two guys back then. So, All right, my, my favorite old-time players. All right, we appreciate appreciate the the call. Um, taking it back a little further than than I than I can go there with uh, with those guys, uh, Walt Garrison, Calvin Hill. I'm looking at the um, year by years. There it looks like uh, like seven or sixty nine to seventy three. Um, those guys were the the two leading rushers on the team, Walt Garrison and Walt Garrison. You know, fullback type guy but also ran the ball has a lot of um a lot of attempts different era obviously uh true true cowboy in in every sense uh walt walt garrison and and yeah when you talk about 49er games you 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 bring it back to those those seasons um in the 70s uh early 70s looks like 70 they they uh they beat the niners to go to the super bowl and also 71 and to go to the super bowl in 72 uh, in the divisional around um, that one was the one uh, where I think that they were down and Staubach, uh came back and won the game. Um, you know, was was injured, came back, and and I think that game yeah was in San Francisco uh, where they, were, they had to score a couple of touchdowns, onside kick, and all that stuff. But anyways, seventies, eighties was was dominated a little bit more by by the Niners. Of course, the catches in there, the nineties uh, that was that was a, a fun uh, era as well. And now. Here we are again, but the Cowboys to make it, you know, a true rivalry, they got to do their part. You know, you can't just lose, can't just keep losing to to the to the 49ers. They have to kind of show that that you know it, it's a back and forth thing. And so the best way to do that is go up there and beat them uh, in this game. All right, Allen is our next caller from South Korea. Allen in South Korea. Hey Nick, um, how you doing? My first time. Good, good. A little late here. It's uh, twelve in the morning. Twelve in the um, morning. Wow. Yeah. What day is it? I mean, Friday. Yep, Friday morning. You're the first. Yeah. Uh, I love it. You're you're, yeah, you're, you're the first caller on Friday for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this is about my first time calling. I called a couple of weeks ago from Montana, and I was called a couple of years ago when uh, from Wichita Falls. Okay. So, All right. You're moving around. Right. Got to be some Air Force involved uh, there, right? Yep, definitely. All right. From Wichita Falls to, to South Korea, there's, there's Air Force Base is, is definitely in play here. All right. Well, let's let's don't rack up the phone bill even more. What's going on? What, what do you got on your mind? <laughs> yeah, um, just one thing that I wrinkle that I've been wanting to see um, is just really going for those uh, the short quarterback sneaks and maybe lifting runs. I think with um, Zach Martin, Tyler Smith, 
they can definitely get that push that we need. And then um, one more thing with it, this uh, match is very evenly matched. We all know that. One wrinkle with this is um, everybody knows of our red zone woes, but San Francisco actually has a leaky red zone defense. So I'm really interested to see how that plays out and see if he has yeah. any thoughts on that as well. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, thanks so much for the call. And, uh, you know, um, it's it's probably not easy for you to uh, to keep up, but you, you definitely do. I mean, not only do you know about the Cowboys' red zone issues, which most people seem to know, but also the 49ers. I mean, they're they're 27th on defense on in the league in red zone uh, efficiency as far as letting teams get in the end zone. So they haven't been all world down there as well. So something's got to give when the Cowboys get down there. If they get down there, they gotta they gotta get down there first. But they have been. I think that they probably lead the NFL. I I should know this, but I think they do lead the NFL in, in appearances uh, inside the 20. And we all know red zone appearances inside the 20, not at the 20 but um yeah good good call and something to watch as as well uh see what the 49ers do on on, on with their defense they, they've given up a few uh points down there and you know that that was the key last year that's been the key for a, a lot of games a lot of close games seem to come down to just missed opportunities and missed opportunities you don't miss them any bigger than that than getting down there getting having to settle for three and not uh, a touchdown. Wow, South Korea. That, that's that's awesome. The show is is uh, global, and it's not the first international call we've had, but I think the first one that I can remember from from South Korea. Um, so much so that that I, I mean that that Chris Beam typed in yes, South Korea. Like like yes, the the, the you didn't you didn't uh, you read that correctly. All right, Sean from Bakersfield. Yes, Bakersfield, California. Sean, what's up? What's going on, Nick? How you doing? I'm good, man. My second time calling this week. You know, I was talking about the roosters earlier. Oh yeah. This week, uh, um, I just wanted to say, man. Um, I think a lot of people are viewing the Cowboys' passing game as a the Deacon Duck, as as people would say. Um, I think this game would be by throwing the bomb to Brandon Cooks, just so those cornerbacks can respect the speed of these receivers that the Cowboys have this year. Um, also wanted to say, man, I didn't get to get in yesterday, but Darren Woodson has been one of my all-time favorite uh, Cowboys ever. Um, I just, uh, he's, he's one of my childhood heroes, and hopefully he can hear me, man. Uh, I just I think that Hall of Fame is sliding my boy, man. Uh, he definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's just uh, what I wanted to say, man. All right. Go Cowboys, man. Let's get these Niners, baby. All right. Thank you, Sean. And Bakersfield, California, that's obviously a big game for any Cowboy fan in any place. But um, I, I would imagine if you're in California, you got some uh, next couple of, you know, next couple of game, next couple of weeks, really, with, with, you know, the 49ers. And then I say the Chargers. I don't know. Do they even have fans? I, I'm not sure. Um, they, they got some. But, but um you know, this is this is obviously the the big game. This is the big game in California, and and you know, deep ball. I yeah, I think I think that has to happen. I, I think that they have to take some shots a little bit more than than they've done. I think I think they're not using Brandon Cooks' speed. I've always been asking for a guy. You know, give me that speed element. Give me that guy. And I think there's ways to use it without even having to. You know, you don't have to always connect on the on the deep ball, but you got to show it. You got to show your hand. You got to show what you've got. 
And I think that 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 matters. I I don't think that this team has done it as much uh, in the first few games, and they they need to get to that. And and you know, CD can go deep, Gallup can go deep, you know. But I think it starts with the the pass protection, and they've got to be you know solid there to to you can get down the field. But you know, when that's there and it's blocked. I'd like to see some some shots down there because not only do you have a chance for a big play. Let's see how the game is officiating. We had a, we had a you know a caller earlier in the show about about how the how the game will be called and what the officials are, are like. Let's see. Let's 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 find that out. Let's see if they're calling pass interference. I mean that that could be a game changing play. You don't even have to you know complete the pass if you can get a 30, 40, 50 yard pass interference penalty down the field. That flips the field tremendously. So you know you have a chance to get get that as well. Um, I, I'm taking a shot. I'm taking a shot early. I want to see what what you know what what they're calling and and how the 49ers can can uh, react to that. All right, got a text question from Bryson in Salt Lake City. There hasn't been much discussion on tight ends not being as reliable as needed. I don't know if that's true. I think it's being discussed, honestly. But uh, especially in the red zone with drops, I believe they're bigger uh, key point to a win this week. What are your thoughts? Um, I think we talked about it. I mean, I mean, every one of the tight ends has had a drop. Ferguson's had one. Um, you know, not not really a not really in the red zone that I remember, but I know Schoonmaker did. Could have been a touchdown. Hendershot did in the first game. Um, Ferguson's had some drops, or at least one. But yeah, that, that's that's a that's a big thing. They, these guys have to be a little bit more reliable, and 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 when when that happens that will help the guys on the outside it helps the running game uh you got to show a, a threat there and, and they're going to be on the field cowboys like to use 12 13 personnel which is one back two tight ends for 12 one back three tight ends for um, 13 personnel they, they use that um a lot but but it's not as effective if they're not if they're not going to catch the ball and be more reliable because they're not i mean just being on the field and being you know these Road grader blockers, that's not who they are. Now they can block, they can they can they can play big, bigger than 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 normal, but it's not always an advantage. What it is an advantage if they can also leak out and be effective as pass catchers. So if your tight ends are not going to help you with those mismatches, you know they're not going to be just knocking guys off the ball. So that's the key, is is those tight ends have got to show us something that they can do. And and I think they're getting better. But that's that's a key right there, is and, and it has been talked about. All right, uh, next caller, Level in Wascom, Texas. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. How's it going? It's doing great. Love the show. Ah, appreciate it. This is the first time call for you, right? Yes, sir. It is. All right. What do you, what do you got? What's on your mind? I just got a quick score prediction and thirty-four uh, twenty Cowboys and Dak Prescott will silence a lot of haters. For for how long? Like an hour, two hours, maybe uh, a day, week. <laughs> okay, yeah, a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to silence the haters. You, you're not. He's not going to do it because what happens is he could play all world. They'll beat the Niners. Whatever. He plays great. Three hundred yards, no turnovers, rushes for a touchdown, and it, they'll say, "Great, good win." What is he going to do in the playoffs? So you're not going to silence anybody in October. Well, he's going to do it for, for at least a couple of days. We're going to give him that. A couple of days. All right. Cool. Okay. 
What else is on your mind? You got another question? All right. I guess that's it. That'll be it. Just, just a quick little. All right. That's all, all, all we need. All right. In and out. You too. Let's keep moving here uh, to the next caller, Tony in Alexandria, Virginia. Tony, what's up? Hey. Am hey. I on? You're on. Hey, Nick. How are you? I'm good, Tony. How are you doing? Good. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I've been following you all uh, forever. Oh. Never, never miss a show. I'm either you know riding around um, listening to it on my earbud uh, during my um, working day or what have you. But wow. um, appreciate. I that. love your show. Uh, congratulations. Thank and, you. Um, I got real quick. I got a I got a couple comments, and then I got a little trivia question for you. See if you can get it right. Ooh. So one comment I have, um, as far as in like you know revisiting or going down the, the Randy Gregory thing, um, I'm gonna take a hard no on that, or as Jerry Jones would say, El Paso on that. <laughs> um, um, and then the other comment I have, too, is uh, it's always kind of bugged me how, um, like, our second-round picks, um, either they just don't work out or they're just, you know, they're not on the team that long. And it's funny, I've got a buddy that I text there uh, that lives in the Dallas area, and I told him, like, we've got to do better on our second-round picks. I mean, since just real quick, since 2010 – these are our these are our second round picks. Sonley, of course, he retired. Bruce Carter retired. Uh, tw- uh, 2012, we had no pick. 2013, Gavin Escobar deceased. God rest his soul. 14, Demarcus Lawrence, he is on the team. Randy Gregory, we know about him in 15. 16, Jalen Smith, not on the team anymore. Chidiboy Wuzier, not on the team anymore in 17. 18, Connor Williams, not on the team. Tristan Hill uh, was cut. Not on the team anymore. 20, Trevon Diggs, he is on the team. 21, Kelvin Joseph, not on the team anymore. And then 22, Sam Williams is is uh, is on the team, and the jury's still out on him. But I just think we need to do a better job on our second-round picks. And I know lots of times we're picking at the end of the second round, and yeah. it may be Spares trying to find a, a good player there, but I just think they, we need to do a better job on that. And then the trivia question I have for you, out of all the NFL teams, I believe Dak is down to two teams – that he has not beat. Can you name those two teams? Ooh. Okay. Uh, thanks for the call. God, teams he hasn't beaten. Um, I don't. Uh, you know, I don't. I, he's is he gone? Because I, because I we're gonna have to find it here. Um, yeah, I let him go. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why. I mean, Jacksonville. No, he's beating Jacksonville. I, I'm not. I will sit here and play all day long on that one. Um, you know, I, if give me a second, I, I'd probably figure it out. But uh, it hasn't beaten in the regular season. Um, yeah, it's, I would think somebody over there in the in the AFC, uh, maybe Denver. Uh, not sure about that one. It could be Denver. Um, all right, how about? But when we go back to the second round picks. That that's a philosophy thing, though. That's that's something that that that's not just it's not just bad. I mean, bad luck. That's that's a philosophy that they're going for. They're trying to get value. They're trying to look at players that have been either injured or they've got off the field issues or maybe both. And they're saying, hey, this guy's got talent. Let's try to get him. Let's try to bring this guy in here. Let's see if we can help him and, and get over some of the issues they had, rehab, you know, the, the injury, whatever it is, and try to steal a first round talent. Um they, they tried it with Bruce Carter. They tried it with with um obviously with Randy Gregory, Jalen Smith 
Smith was like the biggest one that they they tried that with. Um, you know, they they've they've made an effort to try to do that. They thought Trayvon Diggs was a first round pick that he fell. Let's let's try to get Trayvon Diggs. He didn't have off the field issues at all, but you know, and and they hit that one. But for the most part, Sam Williams is another one where they, they you know they 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 like the talent and they're trying to go for it here and they. It just hasn't worked all the time, but it's more of a philosophy thing. It's certainly not a bad luck thing. They're picking great in the first round, uh, but second round, uh, they, they, they've changed their, their tune a little bit on that. So, all right, that'll be the end of the show today. I wish I had the answer to that. I'm going to say Denver. Uh, I got it. It's on your sheet. Okay. It's Denver and Buffalo. Buffalo and Denver. That's the end. Chris found it, figured it out. Uh, cool. Uh, they could he could change one of them this year, uh, you know, going to, going to Buffalo and, and playing them. Uh, not going to play Denver um, for a little bit there. Um, they're not making it to the Super Bowl, and, and I'm not saying the Cowboys are, but but I think they got a better chance uh, than obviously uh, Denver. All right, that's it for today's show. Appreciate all the callers, good stuff. Chris Beam running the board in the back. We will see you tomorrow. Make some picks tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. See you then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?